Leadership File on Premier. Welcome to the Leadership File, your weekly show inspiring you to lead for Christ wherever you are. I'm Andy Peck, your host, thanking you for joining us. And whether you're listening live or one of the many thousands who listen via the podcast, it's great to have you along. If you're new to the show, a reminder the show is available on demand via premierradio.com or via iTunes or Podbean. My aims with the show is to provide knowledge, skills and attitudes for a Christian to lead so that God's work is advanced. So do continue to join us and God helping us, we will flourish in his ways. You're no doubt familiar with someone leaving the world of business to become a pastor. Well, this week I'm joined by someone who did just that, then after 13 years returned to the business world once again. Uh, The business in question was Prime America, uh, financial services, uh, a multi-level marketing company that sells insurance and financial services. Having achieved success there, he went on to co-found YTB International, a multi-level marketing company that was also successful also in the travel agent business. His name is Lloyd Tomer, affectionately known as Coach, and it's my delight to welcome him to the show. So welcome, Lloyd, or welcome, Coach. Well, good morning, good morning. You have a bright, shiny smile this morning. You should be on TV instead of radio. Well, you're very kind, Lloyd. People say that I have a face for radio, so... Um... Uh, yeah, that's what I have now, so I'm, 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 per- I'm perfect. You know? Fantastic. So tell me, where, where did you grow up and, um, and, and, and come to faith, Lloyd? Well, I, I grew up in western Pennsylvania. I grew up on a farm. I guess I was the luckiest person in the world. My parents, both Christians, uh, both of them uh, very grounded in the faith and in church. And so we uh, lived on a farm about 18 miles from the church. Now, it isn't London traffic 18 miles, or we'd have had to start three or four hours before. <laughs> Indeed, <laughs> it yes. took, us, took us a half hour to get here. Just We could have walked quicker. Sure, but, sure. But uh, any, anyway, uh, we went to church every Sunday morning, every Sunday night. Hmm. Then uh, we had a spiritual advance class as young people on Monday night. Never missed it. Went to church midweek, every midweek. And so it was just, we just grew up in the faith, and it was just an automatic thing. I I remember as a young person, they talked about you can accept Christ at the age of accountability. And I kept saying, when is that age of accountability? <laughs> <laughs> How long do I have to wait? Oh, know? well, that's fabulous. So it was just sort of growing up in the church and growing up in faith by wonderful uh, mm. dad uh, was a superintendent of the church. My mother worked with the uh, youth. And uh, so we just had a wonderful, wonderful coming into faith and beginning our relationship. Uh, I've never known anything else for a lot of years. Fabulous. And uh, you you went into the business world from that point, or did you stay on the farm? What what happened when you finished education? We we left uh, the the farm uh, and went uh, to school, to Anderson College, and uh, I, w- I wasn't a good student. I, I was good at ping pong, and that was my major, and, and that was a big <laughs> thing at Anderson. And right. I was, by the way, uh, you're looking at uh, two years straight to ping pong champ of nice. the ping pong capital of the world now. That, that may be something more important than anything else we're talking <laughs> about today. But I, w- I went to school, and because uh, that uh, ping pong was my major, and I guess beautiful young ladies was my minor, uh, I didn't do that good in school, and it was back during the Korean conflict. 
So the, I was drafted uh, because I I didn't pre-register, and I didn't pre-register because I didn't have my grades where they need to be, and all those kind of things. So uh, I was drafted, became a paratrooper, uh, loved the service, and uh, got married after that. Uh, but I had that period of time, which was really good. Just they they put a toughness in you that. Whatever they, you just, if you believed you could do it, you could do it. And that fits so well with my Christian background. You know, my Christian background, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. And now here I'm a paratrooper and they're telling me I can go whip all Korea by myself. And, and, and you know, and, and I was believing it, you know. Yep. And, and so uh, that was a wonderful, wonderful time of my life. Got married right after that. And uh, so that's uh, that's where that started. And, and eventually you ended up in pastoral ministry? Yeah, yes, I did. Uh, I, I, we got married, and we uh, I was going to start a boy's home. I thought that was, uh, yeah, I told you my mom was interested mm. in helping kids, and I, I just saw how many lives would change right there on the farm. We'd bring kids out and let them work all summer long. They'd come off the, you know, the streets of the big city and just loved staying there and working on the farm. So I thought I would start a boy's home. We got 80 acres and and was just getting all the charters and everything through. And a little church in southern Illinois called me and said, uh, could you come up and preach Sunday? We don't have anybody to preach. And I said, well, sure, I'll come up and preach. I, I'd never done any preaching much, but... Uh, I, you know, so I went up and preached, and 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 they had like thirty-five people there, and I brought about half the crowd, and so I got home, and the phone rang, and they said we had a vote, uh, we want you to come be our pastor. Well, and I didn't know nothing about pastoring, and well. so uh, after the shock, uh, I I just went up to help them out. I didn't know I was trying <laughs> out this pastor. Gracious me, yeah. And uh, <clears throat> so after that, we. Uh, we went up, started to work, and and because I knew I wasn't that good at maybe preaching, I was pretty good at relationships with people. And so what I'd do, I'd bring big names in, like we had Sandy Patty into our, I don't know if Sandy Patty's name rings the bells over here or not. Not sure that he, he does. Singer, singer. Singer, okay. You know, uh, Pat Boone. That oh, yeah, Pat Boone, yes. Yeah, we had Pat Boone in, mm. and uh, back when, and this is in the 70s, and of course, Pat was Pat and Elvis really brought in the rock and roll stuff. Then Pat became renewed his faith, and so when we had him come in, it was unbelievable. We had a, a couple of thousand extra people come out. Well, and so we had a lot of big services, and then some of them would come and not not stay, but a lot of people would stay. So the church grew. We were the fastest growing church in the entire Church of God Anderson movement. So it was a lot of fun. A sure. lot of fun. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what prompted the move back into business? Well, I, I, I didn't, nothing moved me into business. It moved me out of pastoring, I, I see. guess. Right, right. Uh, after a seven-year battle with cancer, my wife passed away. And she oh. was such a big part of the ministry. And oh. uh, she just was so dynamic in leadership. And a lot of people felt, and probably rightly so, that she was really what made the church go. And so now when she died, they all they had left was me. And, uh, you know, that run, great run we had at the church every year, you know, doubling and tripling. And it was really a lot of fun. But now it started to go the other way. 
and uh, it wasn't fun being there. And every time I looked at something, uh, every time I'd preach, I'd think of her being by my side. Well, every time I'd preach, I'd think the whole whole congregation would think of her being there, oh. <clears throat> and she wasn't there anymore. Sure. And so it was a good time before they fired me. I quit. So right. well, I'm sure you're being very gracious about that. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I'm sure we can understand understand that the. You know what happened. So, um, so yeah. What what we're going to do after that? I mean, that's well. You know, that was uh, a period of time in my mm. life that really. That's what I said, mm. and I wished I'd have had somebody like you to ask me that question, so mm. we could have worked through it back then. You know, yeah, yeah. but Andy, it, it uh, to to be able to take that time in your life when when you I mean you had days that just were unbelievable, where we had more people to church than lived in the town. Well, more people come out to our, you know, to hmm. be at the, at a, a happening, and and then you go to where the people are looking and saying, uh, "Wow, what happened to him? He must have been doing something wrong." Church attendance going the wrong way, and uh, and hmm. and it seemed when you needed people, there there wasn't many people there. Okay, and so all these churches that want me to come to be their pastor. Uh, you know, two or three years before, every week I was getting calls. Could you come and try? Could you come here? Could you come here? And I had mm. places all over the country. Well, then nobody wanted a single pastor who, after their wife passed away, church attendance went the wrong way. Okay. So everybody thought I was through. Oh, boy. And uh, I met a person by the name of Art Williams who had started A.L. Williams, and he said— uh, I'm here to give hope and opportunity. And boy, when I, when I heard that, and he said, and you can pass it along. And so I never looked at myself as selling insurance. I gave hope and opportunity to a few people and then a few more and then thousands mm. and then tens <clears throat> of thousands. So it's been uh, uh, kind of, I didn't, it wasn't something I was looking for. I was looking for something. Right, sure. And A.L. Williams became Primerica eventually. They became Primerica. Hmm. And it, it really is a success story. And so to get in that, I know that people look at things that we did and say, wow, uh, you were just incredible. I have Jeff Letts here in the studio with us today and uh, who has started Genistar. But he was one of my first recruits hmm. 35 years ago, 38 years ago. And to see the success of him and literally hundreds and hundreds of others. Now he's a CEO of a very successful company here in London. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I've been able to give people where they would come, average and ordinary people, hope and opportunity that they could be somebody special. And boy, that has been fun. And so I've been just, I've been at that all my life. I've sure. been at that all my life, bringing hope and opportunity. And yeah, and past, the pastoral dimension has not stopped. Therefore, has it? Well, yeah, you know, I probably am pastoring more now than <laughs> I, than I ever did. Sure. Uh, because pe I sneak up on people now because they don't expect uh, somebody in business to hold the faith. Mm. And you know, a lot of times when people start making a little bit of money, uh, they run off here and run off this way and that direction. And so I kind of sneak up on them because. Uh, They'll come in and think they're getting in business to make some money, and all at once uh, I'm building a relationship with them, and they're saying what makes that guy different is not his business sense, but his relationship uh, with the Lord Jesus Christ. So, Fabulous. yeah.
Well, you're listening to The Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Lloyd Toma, and we'll be back just after this. Welcome back to Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Lloyd Toma, affectionately known as Coach. We've been talking a little bit about his his time in uh, pastoral ministry and then moving into business to Primerica uh, Financial Services. We just uh, touched on that just before the break, uh, how, um, in, in a sense, he continues to pastor, but this time in a kind of business uh, world. Um, so, Lloyd, you've um, as uh, you know, you've known tough times as well as success. What you know, what kept you going during tough times? Well, I, I think my my Christian background and what I do during tough times, I look at scriptures or stories that uh, relate to what I'm going through. Mm. But uh, one of the stories that Jesus told very well, he said that <clears throat> a sower went out to sow, so I'm going out to work. That's what right. I'm doing. I'm sowing seed. I'm trying to help people make their life better. And, and he says some of the seed falls on the, the, the wrong places. It pads, it's hard, and it, it just dries right up. And some fell among weeds, and some fell where the birds came. And, and But he said uh, 25% of it falls on good ground. And he said it multiplies and brings back a fold of a hundredfold and sometimes even more than that. Mm. And so when you're going through a tough time, it just happens that the seed is falling at the wrong place right then. Right, right. You just got to keep on sowing. You got uh, that's the what I learned on the farm too was you might have a dry year where the rain doesn't bring the crops like they should, but the next year you just go right back and do it again. Right. right. Because sometime you keep doing the right thing, you're going to win. You keep <laughs> doing the right thing and you're going to be you're going to come out a champion. And so uh, I I look when I'm going through a little tough time, and we, you always have that. I, I look, I can't wait. I mean, this is so exciting going through this time because the the bright the I'm going to hit that the the seed that fell on rich soil before you know it, and it's going to sprout up and 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 all at once I'm going to have thousands of people out here. I'm helping. I'm and I don't even remember those little times back there when mm. it dried up or the birds came and ate the seed. Sure. Well, there'll be people listening who are, you know, ministering in smaller churches, struggling away perhaps, not seeing much fruit, and your your well, words are going to be encouraging to that. Well, you know, and, and, and because it's small, you don't despise that small beginning. Mm. If you keep doing the right things, you do the right thing, and yep. you do the right thing because it's the right thing, not yep. because you feel like doing it, not because you think... <laughs> Uh, I'm ordered to do that by the Bible. You do it because it's the right thing. Mm, you mm. do, you do the right thing, and you keep doing the right thing, and you're going to come out, and you're going to see your church grow. You're going to see uh, your ministry flourish. Mm. Uh, people are going to be people, and and that's what helps you win as a pastor. Because the more people you talk to, the more you reach out to them, the more you're going to help. The more that you help, the more that they come in and help others. Sure, sure. Um, you've, you must have seen changes within leadership over the years. Um, what kind of, what sort of principles would you say, you know, today's generation needs to focus on as as much as they used to, maybe when you started off in leadership? Well, you, you know, uh, I, I I think of uh, when you when you say what what are the principles, what are the set of guidelines. Mm. Uh, some people say almost, what are the commandments? What are what do I have to do mm. uh, to be successful? And I, I just think that that 
the, the scriptures again can help you here hmm. because uh, uh, Jesus said that uh, you, you're, you're wanting to be successful and I can tell you simply how to be successful. It's, 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 it's sort of a simple plan. You seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and then all these things are going to happen. Hmm. So you want your business to grow you seek first the kingdom of God. Mm. And I think you have a set of principles that you live by. And, and you know, Andy, I think that sometimes people try to make too much into it. Mm. I've, I have grown up with a simple two real rules. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's probably not the king's language that I use when I say them because ain't is not supposed to be a word. Right. But... I've become if I if if one thing they say is an original of coach. This is my deal, this, yeah. and this might really you, this might just really inspire you greatly. You're going <laughs> to say that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. You know, I don't know, but I but I grew up with this. If it ain't true, don't say it. Hmm. If it ain't right, don't do it. What else? It covers it all. Sure, hmm. just do what's right. Uh, I had that rule growing up with uh, with my kids growing up, mm. and uh, I I told them you have two rules: you never tell a lie, mm. and you never talk back to your mom, mm. Mm. and that's it. So my oldest son, I just got it. Now this is way back when Honda first came out with the thousand motorcycle. Mm. I love bikes, had hundreds of them, but. Uh, uh, I had this brand new thousand. Well, everybody in our town, 6,000 people, Mm. they knew the pastor had the only bike in Southern (laughs) Illinois. So, and they knew he was, the police all knew he was 15 years old, Mm. which was too young to have a driver's license. And so he, he was out riding that bike, had a little Kathy Tabor on the back of it, beautiful young girl. And the police was coming this way. He was going this way, and they turned around, turned the siren on. He took off, went down through creeks and back across, and he knew they couldn't follow him. But what they knew was where he lived because they knew where I lived, you right, know. Right, right. So he comes streaming in the bike. He packed it, parked it at the back of the house. It's just smoking, running through those little creeks and stuff. And he he came in. He said, "Dad." I didn't tell a lie, and I didn't talk back to mom, but I think we're in trouble. The police are out front. (laughs) But if you just simply Mm. have simple rules that you Mm. go by and you stay by them, never, that that kept me from ever, Jeff and I worked together for my, or we've been together for 20 years Mm. solid, Mm. and he never heard me talk negative about a single person. Why? Because of that just simply... If it ain't true, don't say it. If it ain't right, don't do it. It's not right to talk. And so, anyway, that's what I would say. Oh, fabulous. No, I like, like the maxims very much. Um, and um, I must ask, of course, why? Why? who, who came up with the phrase coach, started calling you coach? Well, uh, I was uh, my business partner back when we first started, uh, YTB, uh, 20 years ago, a little more than 20 years ago, he, we were in a conversation about a principle uh, to teach the people, and he was on one side of it, and I was on the other side. And so he would give his view, and I would give my view, and he would give his, and I'd give mine. And finally, I got tired going back and forth because I knew I was right. And I, <laughs> and, and I said, uh, Kim, uh, do you want to coach or do you want to be coached? And he said, Coach, I want to be coached. 
And and so he started to call me coach. I see. Mm. And that was like 20 years ago. And probably now there's a million people maybe that was in the downline, a couple million people in the downline that know me now as coach. Right, right. So, oh, fabulous. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, of course, you know, you'll, you'll have heard about Christian attitudes to wealth. Um, there's a fear that, you know, we might love money more than we love God. Jesus warned us about that. Yeah. Um, what do you say to people who say, well, your kind of business is generating a lot of wealth and, and could, mm-hmm. could lead people astray? Well, you know, and that's what we're selling, hope and opportunity. Mm. And when you sell hope and opportunity and all once the opportunity turns into making money, yeah. uh, you have to be so careful because it's not money. Mm. Uh, money is not the problem. It's who has the money yeah. and their attitude towards it. And so I, I think this money is not good or bad. Hmm. Money's just out there, but it's the person who has the money that is good or bad. So what do you do with money? It's not, Jesus didn't say money is the root of all evil. He said the love of it. Hmm. And when you put money ahead of uh, God, and when you put money ahead of principles, when you put money ahead of people, when you put money ahead of, of things that are so much more important hmm. than money, it's it's that's wrong. And hmm. so then it, it gives money a bad name. And so many rich people are snobs and smart alecks and think the world owes them something. Hmm. They walk into a restaurant, they want everybody to you know, stand up and give them a favor. To, uh, see, that, that, is what, that is what is wrong about it. Hmm. And I just detest when I help somebody become wealthy and I've worked hard to pour into their life the right principles, the principles of loving people and putting people first, using money to help people, not to hurt people. Mm. And then to see them come in and expect uh, the world to give them royal treatment just because they got a little bit of money. And mm. so I think that money is not the root. Mm. And I don't think Jesus says that. He says the love of it and putting it ahead mm. of other things. I've made a lot of money. I don't even think that money, I don't know where it would come, Andy, I, I'm not sure where it would come, but it sure doesn't come first, it sure doesn't come second. Mm. Uh, I've had a thing in my life that I have lived by, and I really have, when I make any decision, it's God first. What what would what would God be mm. pleased with? My family second. What would my, fa- what works well with my family? A beautiful wife, mm. beautiful children, what works good with them? And then, and then third, uh, quite honestly, it's not, not business doesn't come even next. I, I put fun in there. Mm. I, I love to have fun with life. I, 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 I just, I really, I've just met you a little bit ago and you'd just be the kind of guy that I just, I think we could just have a lot of fun just changing the world together and mm. doing great things together. And, and so I like to have fun. So I mm. think I put that really, I know I put that in mm. fact, some people accuse me of putting that first ahead of everything else. <laughs> okay, fair, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, um, well, you've almost answered my next question, which is you could have retired many years ago uh, quite happily, but you still work. So I don't, I'm not going to you know, well, necessarily ask how I, old you are. I, but let me, t- let me tell you when I retire, when, <laughs> when everybody finds hope and opportunity they've been looking for. <laughs> See, every, everyone starts out in life, they're mm. just full of life, just yeah. excited about life. Can't wait for tomorrow. Can't wait for, 
and then they get married, and they think that's going to add to the mm. pleasure. And then mm. they start having kids, and then they get a job, and then they drive in London traffic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and all at once, they're leaving work before the kids get up, leaving for work and getting home by the time the kids are going to bed. And, and the hope and dreams are all gone. Mm. And so what I do and what we do and what I've done all my life is I find that situation and I try to help those people have hope and opportunity. And so I'm not selling insurance, I'm not selling travel, I'm, I'm selling people on the fact that there is a great life out there. There's a wonderful life. It's, it's, uh, Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and not have it with a bunch of dumb stuff. He says, I, you can have it more abundantly. Mm. You can have an abundant life. So I'm going to retire, I promise you, when everyone that I meet has has had that abundant life and are happy and are thrilled and have the hope and opportunity that they love. When I come over here to London and I come over, uh, I, I come over just to do a meeting for for my buddy Jeff, Jeff, who I recruited 38 years ago. Mm. And and all at once I saw the chance to be able to move. Uh, and come over here and work more here in helping people find that hope and opportunity. And I find that there's so many people here that are saying, Coach, that's what I'm looking for. I'm tired of humdrum. I'm tired of, of, of having somebody with their thumb on me all the time. I'm tired of having to, to do this and be away from my kids. I'm tired of not being able to go to the sports activity and see them perform. I'm tired of having to work like crazy and coming up at the end of the month and I've got month left when the money has run out. I'm tired of that, I'm tired of that. Is there some place I can find hope to get me out of that? And so when everybody gets out of that, uh, that, that, that that's when I'm gonna retire. Well, it sounds like it won't be any time soon, which I'm sure I'm sure many are going to be blessed. So, Lloyd, it's been lovely to chat with you. Co- uh, call you coach, if I may, and uh, thank you so much. Well, it's been a joy to be with you. I'll tell you what, if, uh, if I lived uh, in this area on a regular basis, we'd become good buddies and we'd help change the world, make it a better place. You're well, a special person. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. Well, you've been listening to The Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I was joined this week by Lloyd Toma. Uh, as you could tell, he's uh, he's also known as Coach. Uh, lots of wisdom uh, to share with us about uh, uh, principles of leadership and principles of business that uh, can bless us. So thank you so much. Uh, do uh, log on to Premier's own website and uh, you can listen to archive versions of The Leadership File. And uh, do join us again next uh, Sunday at 3.30. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to The Leadership File on Premier. Andy Peck serves as a tutor at CWR, a Christian charity whose courses and publications aim to apply God's word to everyday life. Contact him via email apeck at cwr.org.uk. Peck at CWR.org.uk